0: West Virginia wants to ban Tesla and others from sending over-the-air updates to consumers' cars. In an exclusive report from CleanTechnica, we get the details on how dealerships are using their massive political power to try and push a clearly anti-consumer law. And while this bill would hurt any car manufacturer trying to use over-the-air updates for their cars, it'll be most detrimental for Tesla, who has by far the most advanced over-the-air update system out there and is known for improving their cars performance and features through software updates over time, which they can't do anymore if it's, you know, illegal. And of course, this bill is being proposed by the West Virginia Automobile Dealers Association. Just when you think you've heard it all with dealers' anti-consumer behavior, they pull a stunt like this. And what makes it even scarier is that the primary opposition from the bill is coming from the Alliance for Automotive Innovation, which might sound like a cool name, but they are far from it. One of their board members is an executive at Toyota, and that's the same executive that lobbied Congress to slow down the adoption of EVs. So on one side of the bill, we have the dealership, lobbyists and on the other side we have legacy autos lobbyists and in an unfortunate but not all that surprising turn of events in a bill directly affecting consumers rights nobody is representing the right of the consumers, unless you think that Legacy Auto or dealership lobbyists have your best interest at heart. Yeah, things aren't looking that good for us little guys, but what else is new? Sadly, things also aren't looking very good for Tesla if the bill is passed. We'll get into what it could mean for Tesla and other dealers if it's passed, but first let's look at the exact wording of the bill, because when you look at the wording, I think it's clear that they're trying to protect Legacy Auto and dealerships while specifically targeting Tesla. Anyways, here's what the bill says. Except for experimental low-volume not-for-retail-sales vehicles, cause warranty and recall repair work to be performed by an entity other than a new motor vehicle dealer, including post-sale software and hardware upgrades or changes to the vehicle function and features and accessories for new motor vehicles sold by a licensed new motor vehicle dealer. Provided, however, this language shall not include any post-sale software upgrades to the motor vehicle's navigation or entertainment system. Okay, so the way I read that is that any mass-produced car cannot be updated over the air and must be taken to a dealership for software updates with the exclusion being that you can make over the air updates to the vehicle's navigation and entertainment system. So let's get the easy stuff out of the way. This is clearly bad for consumers. If passed, it would mean that instead of getting your car's software update from the convenience of your own home, you'd have to drive to a car dealership in order to get your software update. incredibly silly. That's like having to go to the Apple store every time your iPhone gets an update. It is just needlessly inconvenient. But because dealerships have a near monopoly on new car sales, Tesla being the one major exception to that monopoly, then they can actually benefit from an anti-consumer bill like this. Usually if a company introduced something that was massively inconvenient to their customers, their customers would just leave and go to a different company. But because if you want a new car, you have to go through a dealership, people are trapped dealerships seem to be trying to get laws passed to make themselves necessary. After all, if you had to go to your dealership for a software update, you really would not need a dealer. It's an incredibly scummy move on dealerships parts. And as if blocking over the air software updates wasn't enough, they also proposed in this bill, a clause that limits automakers from offering reservations to consumers, which would allow dealerships to better price gouge their customers. Something we've been seeing with the Ford Bronco F-150 Lightning and many others, where the dealerships are charging at times tens of thousands of dollars above MSRP to customers who have already reserved a spot in line for their new cars. But back to the blocking of over-the-air updates. Tesla's for example get updates on average every 30 days so in theory this new bill would have you going to the dealership as a monthly visit which would suck and you might think it would suck equally for all car manufacturers but that's where the fine print comes in you remember the part where they said that it didn't include updates to the navigation or entertainment system well that's a pretty major caveat considering many legacy automakers are only capable of updating the navigation and entertainment system over the air meaning for a lot of these auto manufacturers even if they wanted to push an over-the-air update for their car's performance they couldn't take gm for example the largest vehicle manufacturer in the united states GM is currently not capable of updating their car's firmware systems over the air. They do have plans to add that capability to their Ultify platform, which is going to be coming out in 2023, but currently they can't do it. And that system might be coming out in 2023, but it won't be in all their new vehicles. So more than likely it'll be years before GM's whole fleet will be able to update their firmware over the air. And while technically there are ways to improve performance without updating the car's firmware, those aren't the main Ways. So if this bill was passed, it would disproportionately affect Tesla because they are a software company after all. Tesla has been offering over-the-air updates with their vehicles since 2012, but it's not just over-the-air software updates. They also receive those fabled over-the-air firmware updates. So by the time GM releases their Ultify platform in 2023, which will include the over-the-air firmware updates, Tesla will have had them for over a decade. So let's get this straight. This bill is being lobbied for and against by auto dealers and legacy auto both of which stand to gain if parts of the bill remain intact because they'll hurt Tesla's ability to leverage their software advantage now luckily as far as I can see this bill is only being proposed in one state West Virginia and I'm hopeful that it doesn't get passed in its current state so that's just peachy but I think we should take this opportunity to step back and look at the situation that we find ourselves in with this bill we have consumers rights being trampled on consumers don't don't want to go to the dealerships for software updates and they for sure don't want to pay more money for new vehicles and yet this bill is being proposed. But the big picture aspect is who actually has the lawmaking power. Right now it's between the dealership and the automotive company and the customers are caught between a rock and a hard place. Like who do you trust more to represent you, a car dealership who have some of the worst buyer experiences in the nation or Legacy Auto who've been lobbying Congress to slow the adoption of EVs? Out of those two, who do you trust to protect your interest? It kind of feels like a sick joke where they're both terrible and I find myself in situations like this, I ask how I got here and what I can do to not get in this situation again. And in this case, I think it's clear we need to change the laws around protecting dealerships monopoly power and maybe a more radical opinion, but I think lobbying needs to be made illegal. These days, lobbying is a multi-billion dollar industry and it clearly favors the wealthiest among us. Maybe there are some good reasons for lobbying to be legal, but none of those arguments have been very convincing for me. So I I have an honest question for you. If you think lobbying should be legal, let me know why in the comment section. I'm genuinely curious. As I see it, lobbying is used by companies to get laws passed in their favor instead of in the citizens' best interests. It seems to me that lobbying protects the big club that's the rich and powerful and cements the power structure because if you have money, you can lobby and change the laws to benefit you so you can keep making more money. It's a positive feedback loop that ensures things always benefit those in power, or at least that's the way I see it. If you see it differently, I seriously would love to hear why. We'll leave things there if you appreciate this video, consider tossing some support my way on Patreon. Another great way you can help out is just by sharing the video to your friends and family or whoever you think would find it useful. Huge thank you to my current Patreon members for making this video possible. Without them, I wouldn't be able to spend the stupid amount of time reading about the intricacies of lobbying and corporate power structures that I do. And then also, if you find instances of blatant bias when you're watching or reading the news or some media outlet, send it my way. My email and Twitter are down below, and I am always looking to expose the blatant bias wherever they're found. Alright, peace.